End Times. Well, it's Norman here, and we are talking about a book called The Culmination of All Things with Andrew Harrison. And we're continuing our discussion about the beginning of the birth pains, the things that we see nowadays, and we know a little bit from history. So we're on the fairly safe ground of what we're experiencing, as opposed to the foggy ground of what might be just over the hill. Mm-hmm. So, going down through your well-researched list, people claiming to be the Christ, Mm. leading many astray. That's an interesting one that perhaps listeners who don't get involved with going to church at all sort of think, well, what on earth are they talking about there? Mm. What do you reckon that we are seeing nowadays? Well, it's difficult nowadays to ascertain because I've not been looking into it today. But certainly when I was in my teens, I used to get this newspaper. I wasn't a Christian. And I used to get this newspaper called Psychic News. And it often had articles about a false Christ, somebody who claimed to be a reincarnation of Jesus Christ. And um, he was supposedly doing miracles he was changing things physically miraculously and um, he had a massive following i think uh, his name was say baba i don't know if that's how you pronounce it but um, i was interested in all these kind of things but then when i became a christian i thought oh wow a typical example of a false christ and throughout my Christian life, I've come across many examples of false prophets who would say that they are a manifestation of John the Baptist or Jesus Christ or Muhammad or Buddha or whatever. But knowing the scriptures as a Christian, I became a Christian at 18. I was just shocked at how people are fooled, especially when they claim to be a reincarnation of Jesus Christ, because surely you would then go to the Bible and find out about Christ. And if you go to the Bible, Jesus makes it very clear that he's not coming back as a baby. He's going to descend in the clouds. And that's the whole point of the ascension. So after Jesus' resurrection, he then ascended from among the first Christians, and they were looking up into the sky as he went away, and the angels that stood beside them said, he will come back in the same way that you have seen him go. And Jesus himself said that the whole world will see him coming on the clouds. And that means he's not going to suddenly appear somewhere in India or another country and say, hey, I'm Jesus Christ, because every eye will see him when he comes. It's absolutely clear. And also, Jesus has already been born as a baby. He's not going to be born as a baby again, or his spirit just come into another man. So, in regard to the second coming, it's very, very clear. Globally, everybody will know when he comes back. And so why people are deceived by these false Christs and false prophets, I don't know. It just baffles me. They've had so much warning. I mean, a hundred years ago, communications was very difficult. People took a few days to become aware of something which happened only a few hundred miles away. Whereas now, you've only got to stick it onto Facebook and it's around the world. Mm. And so we are in the age of instant communications So every eye will see him is completely possible. I 
wish we'd all been ready. Mm. In fact, a webcam accessible via the internet is pointing to the bit of the Mount of Olives that Jesus says he will return to. Just sit and watch it. Yeah. There have been people who, even within the Christian church, have been misleading in the 1980s. The televangelist scandal hit, and consequently giving to Bible ministries suddenly dried up because people were suspicious. Hmm. And yet these televangelists, if you listen to their message, were pretty much on the line of the gospel. Hmm. It was more their way of... Obtaining money. Yes. Hmm. There have been other people who are misleading. And actually, even today, as we are recording this, the new Prime Minister of England is going to be giving her first major speech at the Conservative Party conference. And I'm sure there's a fair number of people in England who are actually looking to her Mm. to be the answer to all of the economic and even political woes within this country and perhaps even some of the political woes in the rest of the world. Is she going to be able to? Not in the slightest. She's just an ordinary person. Mm. But people look for a saviour, don't they? Yeah, I just think uh, we as Christians have a responsibility to get the message out there. I think within our country, I feel that the church is quite sleepy. And we're too easily distracted by things of the world and trends in the world. And I think our voice needs to be stronger. And I think failings among Christians or among church organisations or Christian organisations can put you off and make you feel embarrassed about who you are in Christ. But actually, we need to ignore that. There are always going to be mistakes within the churches, within the established denominations, within the Church of England. They've made plenty of mistakes. They're the state church. And we need to realise that we are not a religion. We are not religious We are people who are following Jesus Christ and we need not to be ashamed of who we are in Christ and we need to follow God's word and we need to preach God's word and we need to get the message out there. We have to work within the law. We pray for our governments that they will lead the country in a godly way, but they will never get it completely right. There's too much need for good ratings or popularity within democracy, even though democracy is good, it's not perfect. So we as Christians need to make sure we are doing our part. And I think part of that is for us to get back to the Word of God, to the Bible, The world and even people within the churches is telling us that it's not relevant or it should be twisted or we should interpret it differently. And I've noticed very few people are interested in the subject of the last days. And I think we need to get back to the Bible, speak about the Bible, tell people, not be ashamed of the gospel, not be ashamed to be a Christian. We are not fighting about the past or mistakes of the past or mistakes that TV evangelists have made. We're actually just sharing Jesus with people and God can do the rest. Yes, I'm not sure whether formal religion is a good thing or a bad thing. 
what's important is our relationship with Jesus. At the end of the day, at the last judgment, it's you and God. Yes. Me and God. Nobody's going to speak up for you. No bishop, no minister, no pastor. Nobody can speak on your behalf. The only person who will speak on your behalf is Jesus. And it's our individual relationship with him that is paramount. And as we are close to Jesus, obviously we will love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We will serve God. We will develop our relationship with God. But at the end of the day, following institutions and allowing them to change the scriptures just to fit in today's society and go along with the world and the world's morality is not going to cut it. And through a personal relationship with Jesus, through prayer, he will direct us as we read the scriptures. He will speak to us personally he will lead our lives and we need to get back to that and not to be ashamed of that I've noticed even within missionary societies they begin well because a mighty work is being done for God the gospel is being spread people are coming to Christ and donations come in and you have to do something with that you can't just misuse that it has to be within a legal framework and so then a missionary society develops and then that's propagated and more people get involved in the missionary society and then they start spreading the gospel and there's a great move of the Holy Spirit within that but as missionary societies and I've been a member of several and I've worked with many many and they eventually become like a monster a beast that you have to keep feeding to keep it going and a lot of christians today are feeding an organization feeding a denomination to keep it going to keep it strong instead of serving jesus christ as a priority instead of preaching the gospel And I think a lot of missionary societies are just so busy getting money in and keeping themselves going, keeping up to date with the legal requirements. And they're doing good, but they've lost the plot. They've lost their vision. And it becomes very nominal organization that does good things, but they've lost their original vision. And I think a lot of this is happening and we need to recognize this and we need to get back to a sincere relationship with Jesus Christ, a sincere spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we will get a backlash for that. I'm sitting listening to you, Andrew. I'm thinking when you say missionary societies, I'm changing the term to Christian radio. And I could very easily follow exactly what you have been saying with a Christian radio thought. And it is very, very challenging, isn't it? Hmm. And I would aspire as flame to always be lean and mean and hungry, clear on what we say and what we believe, which is the gospel and the turn to Jesus and worshipping Jesus. And whilst obeying the regulations and being organised in a proper way as government demands, yet on the other hand, an efficient fighting force standing up for what is right. In a world where woke is the new religion, we should deliberately stand out against it. One of the things I treasure, and I use it as a yardstick, of being able to say, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And the ability to say that on behalf of flame and to broadcast that out over the open airwaves, I treasure. 
I wouldn't necessarily be sure that in 20 years' time, whoever is sitting in this seat here, and it wouldn't be me, would be able to actually say that, Mm. because the way the world goes, there could be repression. But Mm. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's not an inclusive message, is it, at all? and it will always be the truth, whatever anybody tries to do to that. Yes. To make everybody appear tolerant and nice, it's not going to change, and Jesus doesn't change. We can't change what he said to make our religion, in inverted commas, seem more relevant or nice. No. We need to stand by the truth. It's just today that we are under pressure to be nicey-nicey and not speak the truth and keep quiet about the truth just so everybody thinks we're tolerant. Yeah. And still within the law we can make our message clear. But there are times when, as Christians, we're going to be persecuted because we're at variance with the law. For example, I read recently of a teacher in a school, and this was a church school, who ended up in prison. He refused to be part of this abusive system which is encouraging children to change their gender, not only mentally but physically. It's a very abusive system, and it's state-sponsored child abuse in my opinion. And Christians are going to be persecuted for speaking about this. People are suspended, put in prison, they lose their jobs, for all these type of things. This is the kind of society we're in today. So we might criticise Russia. How could a civilised society invade a country that doesn't want to be at war with them and do these atrocious things? And I would say, equally, how can a society like Britain do this to our children, sponsored by the government, protected by the law? and persecute Christians who are just trying to live according to the word of God. To me, they're equal, equally ridiculous, equally evil. Yeah. Behind 